Hello, Mech Warriors, and welcome to the Mech Bay, where we fix your mech and fix your game. Hello, Mech Warriors. I'm your host, Josh, and today I've got with me my co-host, Dustin, and today we're going to talk about how I forced him to play a game of <laughs> Alpha Strike. Grumble, grumble. <laughs> so we are two classic Battletech veterans. So playing Alpha Strike was kind of like learning how to swim when you've only looked at the kiddie pool. Like we've been doing track and field all day and time to cool off. So we wanted to talk about Alpha Strike, dive into our opinions on it, some basic do's and don'ts that we picked up early on and where we will go from that like first real game. Now, if you really are like diametrically opposed to Alpha Strike, we will get back to our classic talk next episode with some deep dives on tactics we love to throw down around at the table. But first, let's talk about some hobby progress and hobby news. So, Dustin, how's your week been? It's been pretty good. Um, been selling a couple of my little ships for Ooh. a billion suns. Yeah, so that's cool. Yeah, if any of our listeners haven't seen them, I will try to throw those out on the Facebook page because they look gorgeous. Eh, I think I put them on our Discord a while back, but I, I made them for myself. So I'm not, it's not a business venture, but I'm sharing it with the world, you know. And if my 3D printer pays for itself in the meantime, why not? You had some uh, 3D printer maintenance, if I remember right. Uh, yes. Uh, it ended up being that my vat was full of resin that wasn't really working anymore. So I had to drain my vat. Drain that vat. Yep. Get some fresh resin in there and everything seems to be working again. I've got your fox. Ooh, that's right. Yep, except it printed without a right arm, so I have to adjust my supports, print you another one. That's fine. As in, I will take the second one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's there. I'll give it to you. Other than that, I heard you got to play a game of classic Battletech today with a relatively newish player. Yeah, um, he's gotten a couple games in as far as I can tell. He's been... Involved in the Battletech universe for quite some time now. College guy, you know, he can play war games with his like roommates, which is um, so I was uh, glad he came out, you know, for a less convenient game. But we had a good time. Uh, I brought some clan mechs for him to play against for the first time. And he's pretty inspired to bring his his stuff onto the game. Pretty tight game. I ended up. um being him out a little bit, I tried a new format for the classic like meeting engagement. I'm, I'm a fan these days of the 12 turn limit. So we did 12 turns and wh whoever destroyed the most BV won. Um, he got my adder, I got his griffin and his shrek. So I won by like 150 battle value. Oh man. If I know the person, this was your beta galaxy versus his merics or who was this? Uh, he actually brought... Some Comstar stuff, so oh, he's painted up. Yep, <laughs> I'm like I've seen this paint scheme before. Um, so he's like, yeah, I got my airbrush and you know, doing the things you do with Comstar. Uh, so yeah, he had a Black Knight, a Warhammer, a Shrek, and a Griffin. Um, I think the Black Knight was you know the only real standout Comstar mech. But was it the new sculpt one? Yes. Ooh, he has a new uh, Black Knight. Uh, yeah, wave two. Yeah, he has a wave to King Crab and the Sentinel, and I guess all that comes in whatever way, level two pack that he got a hold of. Uh, the Mercury as well, the Guillotine. But yeah, the sculpts look great. I'm envious. I will have my hands on them one day. Uh, but in the meantime, I've got other things to 
paints up. Yeah, it's my new Alpha Galaxy um, Clan Wolf, of course. Uh, and how about you? Any hobby stuff you getting? I think you put some paint on those little tiny ships I printed for you. Yeah, so I put some paint on the Soryu and Hirayu um, aircraft carriers, and those are looking pretty nice. Now, I only printed two of the Sorayu, so like from a historical grumble, grumble, you know, Grognar, the uh, conning tower is on the opposite side for the sister oh. ship. And I was like, break, like literally like, this is so small. I'm just going to like fingernail break it off and then glue it on to the other side. Oh, and nice. Like, and it, it worked. I was like, acceptable. Uh, it feels really weird painting flesh tones onto a ship, but it's like the exact closest color to like Japanese linoleum decking. <laughs> oh, it was linoleum decking that they were using? Uh, at least some parts of it. Okay. So. But uh, yeah, so I got all the ships are at least base coated. And now it's like, okay, do the level of detail that you feel comfortable on. So did you set yourself up for like a midway thing? Or are you like talking about a coral sea battle situation? I don't know yet right now. Like I printed like three or four of each ship class. So I can good for whatever. Yeah, I'm good for what for whatever. I'll probably (laughs) like pick like one of each group and pick a battle and make like a little display board that's like four by four so i can just like stick it on my wall at work and be like yeah i i, I did that like yeah. all of it <laughs> so i think that's pretty cool back to some battle tech i heard that the wolves dragoons sculpts were spotted at uh pax so since since i heard about this you've actually seen them on facebook i saw the annihilator i saw like the like grid outline so it looks like you're enhanced imaging on it but then i saw one like of it in like a city map and honestly it looks great for like a 100 ton assault mech it was exactly what you would expect yeah it's one of the sculpts that i don't mind um from the old line and i but i'd never i never quite gotten a hold of one but you know the new plastic uh i'm gonna be trying to get one of everything (laughs) (laughs) most dragoons next thing on the paint yeah right yeah I can't wait for everyone to have their own Gosszilla running around the table, just, you know, <laughs> killing everything around. <laughs> In addition to those guys, we saw the new Assassin concept art, and that looks really good. Like, I'm a little disappointed they removed, like, the top electronics cockpit viewing bubble, whatever it is. Hmm. It's not supposed to be any of those things. I know, I, but oh, you, look okay, at the, okay. you look at the Sarna art, and it's colored the same color as the cockpit, so oh, okay. that, that that's the problem. <laughs> But yeah, so that looks great. The cockpit's on the nose, not the not top. the top, yeah. not the head. <laughs> I think I think everyone always like wonders like where's the cockpit gonna be on the new sculpt? Yeah. I did hear somebody say that it seems like the archer and the assassin have strange cockpit placements because center of mass is where you don't want the cockpit because it's where people aim, but you know, it's mechs. It's two D six. Yeah. We just want the sculpt to look cool. But yeah, it does look great. <laughs> now we just need a good variant, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I, someone was on our Discord and they were complaining, oh, art looks great. Variants, though. Need, need a good mech now. <laughs> <sighs> and honestly, it's kind of true. The best one we've got is like the weird sword, stealth armor, light PPC version. I like the assassin. I don't know if it's worth its battle value. It's where, whereas the urban mech is garbage and I know it's garbage. The assassin is garbage, but it's endearing to me. And I like the assassin, whereas I don't like 
it's garbage and it knows it's garbage and it never tries to be anything more than what it is but yeah good looking art i would like to say congratulations to wolfnet radio for having their battle barn 2021 350 points tournament for alpha strike i can't wait to hear about that on their show and honestly i'm just kind of happy little little cautious but i'm happy to hear that people are having tournaments and there's nothing like crazy bad happening at them like it good props on them that's great for some fan mail we've got three fan mails that comstar hand delivered to me from hollis adler he writes it's a great podcast and i can't wait to hear more as for questions i don't know if you guys have covered this and i've just and or i just haven't gotten to it yet but how do you guys feel about franken mechs and industrial mechs and mods uh i like industrial mechs they have barrier armor which is pretty fun um yeah, I think that we kind of covered this pretty well in our uh, Pimp My Mechs episode, where it's pretty much any custom job. Like, we're completely happy with it. It just really depends on where we are playing that day. Like, if it's a, just a friendly night where we're just throwing down mechs, like, yeah, no, Franken mech it up. Like, yeah, I, w- I want to see what Dustin's brain has been cooking up while he's at work thinking of only thinking about battle tech <laughs> you're projecting that on me i don't think about i think about canon lists and you think about franken or custom mechs uh yeah like you know like josh said we went over it <clears throat> in the pimp your mech episode but i am always happy to see custom mechs across the table for me i'm just a weird person and i like my uh canon designs but i never extend that restriction to other people i'm more than happy to play I feel like that's because if you lose, you can blame the bad variant that you're taking that day and not the, oh, man, I designed this perfectly and it's still lost. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, it's just me, though. Jared T. writes, I recently listened to your episode on custom mechs and really enjoy the format you used to introduce and discuss the designs of each other's mechs. What intrigued me the most was Denim's comment on how every mech has an optimal tonnage based on your desired walk speed. I was especially impressed by his story about him and his friends making charts back in the day to streamline their custom mech designs. This story inspired me to begin working on a spreadsheet that calculates these optimal values for my own use. I love the Mech Bay podcast, and I hope you keep it running for a long time coming. On my lunch break at work, of course, not while I was actually supposed to be working, I started making some of my own charts, and it's uh, just fun to see where the numbers fall. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of nice when you can see the efficiencies and just kind of plot out like, okay, I want a mech that is really good at X, and you kind of look at your own chart or your data, and you see, well, to get a good mech that's centered around this one trait or design, this is the perfect thing and it's it's very nice to kind of work from that it's, it's kind of like working backwards for some yeah. things but starting at the goal and yeah you know, designing truly designing the mech around what you want it to do like no one builds an a10 warthog thinking i'm gonna build a plane and then put guns on it no no you build the gun first and then you build the plane, plane around it, it. Yeah. exactly from mike I would like to hear an episode on the role-playing aspect of MechWarrior slash Battletech sometime. Uh, What are your views on the various RPG versions? What are your favorites? And do you foresee a more user, Game Master-friendly version coming out soon? Keep the podcast dropping like an overlord dropship, Mike. Uh, Mike, the user slash Game Master-friendly version is MechWarrior Destiny. If you haven't checked that out, check that out. It is a collaborative 
storytelling experience. You you pass the narrative around the table, which is pretty interesting. Um, I played a round of Destiny um, during the beta uh, with some friends who play Dungeons and Dragons. So it was fun to have some experienced role players, you know, take the narrative uh, occasionally. Um, it was a weird format in one respect, and it was, you know, exciting and fun and lighthearted in another. I have also played some t- Total War, no, A Time of, of yeah, A Time of War, A Tau. <laughs> we'll see if Josh wants to listen to me talk about A Tau, but yeah, it's, it's the role-playing version of Battletech. It's crunchy, it's huge, and the rule book is like 480 pages long. That sounds um, delicious. I liked it. I have a hard time getting time to play role-playing games, uh, but it's out there and maybe we'll do an episode on it one day. I was excited to try Destiny before all the pandemic stuff happened, and it kind of just makes oh, me a little yeah. leery. Yeah, because it's one of those things where I would like to make a day of it, and that's what I did when I was like DMing for Dungeons & Dragons. Like, no, no, you can't really get in the good vibe in like an hour, hour and a half. Like, if you're going to do it, you got to be there for a couple hours. Like, yeah, set aside a day almost to do it, like depending on how often you're doing it and how your group is. So... I am real excited to try Destiny. I know a couple groups that are planning or like in the drawing board stages of their campaigns for that. And it looks great. And I'm excited to see how everyone works with it. All right, let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. If you're looking for some Battletech vehicles that have that Wave 2 aesthetic, Fortress Miniatures and Games carries newly designed resin miniatures by Deathray Designs which are 10% off every day. With the new Firehawk Aerospace Fighter, Cutter Motorized Vehicles, and Phantom Hover Tanks, there's a modern miniature to stand in for all your favorite combined arms needs. Us here at Erian Technologies are proud to announce a wide array of new job positions at our Erian and Shiro 3 facilities. With the report of the clan invaders retreating back to their home space following the death of their leader, our plants are operating at 130% capacity to make up for lost time in the war effort. Current positions in demand include live fire test pilot, cockpit sanitizer, neurohelmet calibration dummy, ammunition loader. Benefits include one-year life insurance policy with company matching after the first month with no on-site accidents. Remember, your effort at keeping the front line stocked with operational WASP, Hermes, and Trebuchets keeps the clans farther away from your families. This has been a paid advertisement by the Free World Sleek Military. Ares Games and Miniatures might as well relabel as a construction company for tax purposes with all the new Hex City terrain they're carrying. Everything from an entire prefab Battletech scaled 28-piece city to pipelines and repair facilities, with both Classic and Alpha Strike in mind. Whether it's a whole city block, a Star League era base, or sweeping hills, it's all there just waiting for your House Lord's zoning permit. All right, and we are back. All right, MechWarriors, let's rev up those reactors, because today we are talking about how I was able to force Dustin to play Alpha Strike with me. Uh, 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 Alpha Strike! (laughs) (laughs) All righty. So, like I said, don't worry, we'll be back to our classic, you know, Grognar talk next week. Yeah, it's it's like bone broth soup. It's boiled down, baby. So, as some slash most of you who listen know, or may know, uh, Fortress Games and Miniatures is hosting an Alpha Strike tournament in november and me and dustin are going because they are 90 minutes away and that's the closest any battletech tournament's been to me in a long time so 
not going to pass up an opportunity to hang out with people cut from the same cloth. You know, yeah. it's going to be Bat- a good time. Battletech is Battletech. And <clears throat> I want to say probably 80% of people who play Alpha Strike also play Classic and vice versa. Like, probably, so. yeah. So I wanted to deep dive into Dustin and my thoughts on Alpha Strike in comparison to Classic, some basic tactics that we saw in like a big first real game and things that just work in classic slash don't work in alpha strike so right out the gate dustin what were your reservations slash thoughts on alpha strike like before before you had played let me say that well you know i'm used to looking at my record sheets and i see this little card and i'm like where's the beef so that my initial knee-jerk reservation is like i look at an atlas alpha strike card and i see lots of dots and i'm like what does that mean? In in classic, I know what that means. I know that the AC20 is tucked and blah, blah, blah. I could wax poetic about the record sheet all day long. But that's the big stark difference is, um, you know, you lose some of the character in the mechs. And for me, that's, you know, a little bit of a tragedy. But that's my first uh, knee-jerk reaction. And then as far as or we're just talking about initial reaction, right? So we're not talking about my re- reaction after playing. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. So that's my that's my knee jerk reaction. It's like where's the where's the granularity? Where's the detail? Where's the character? But I come from years of playing classic, so I guess it's to be expected. How about you? From my experience, I would kind of put Alpha Strike in the same basket as like Warhammer forty thousand and Nature Sigmar and a lot of the naval games and other spaceship games, like drop zone commander, drop fleet. Like I could go on and on. And it is like a unit with health points, I guess. And it's all abstracted. There's no locations. There's nothing like that. It's just your unit has X health. And when that health is gone, it's gone. And it does X damage. And Yeah, I I guess I have a different perspective because I was raised on classic Battletech. (laughs) And I was raised on everything else. (laughs) Yeah, so I I like where people are like, oh, man, that's a lot of charts. I'm like, bro. Where's the charts, right? Yeah. And to me, I'm like, oh, it's exactly the same. I just have to keep a small numbers in my head. And I, I'm, I'd like to think I'm pretty good at that. 10 armor versus 238 points of armor. <laughs> so first we decided to play. And then step two is we made a list. And we settled at 350 points because that is what the fortress miniatures and games tournament will be so i figured Mm -hmm. let's just start at a normal game size we're used to handling large quantities of mechs in classic like we've done two level twos so roughly 12 on 12 and yep it takes a while but we can do it so for 350 points i will say i almost did the exact same it was i had 12 units to your i want to say like maybe 13 14 15 i brought 15 yeah okay so how did you like making the list for Alpha Strike versus making a list for Classic? So I guess first we should start talking about um, my frame of reference for this list that I made. Uh, in the tournament we're going to, there are no... Yeah, there's no Lance abilities. There's no special pilot abilities. And this is not my tournament. Um, the TO can, you know, your tournament is your baby. You can run it however you want. I, I feel like that's... Um, part of the flavor of Alpha Strike that was missing from our game. So keep that in mind uh, when I talk about this game and this list building experience. So that being said, 
You know, I'm, I wasn't looking at the list from this is my battle lance, this is my fire lance. I'm just thinking of it more as like, I need a couple of mechs to anchor the field. I need some long range stuff. I need some short range stuff. I need some maneuverable stuff. I was just looking, it's more like a, a chessboard in Alpha Strike. You're looking at all your pawns and your rook and your queen and your knights. Um, so I was just basically looking at a toolbox, imagining a toolbox in my head. And then I was searching for mech variants to fit that tool. I'm like, I need a wrench and, you know, the grasshopper is my wrench and I need, you know, a screwdriver and that's going to be my tenshi. And I need, you know, a couple bolts. That's going to be some infantry and a field gun platoon. Um, so with classic, I'm, it's the other way around. I'm like, I have this mech that I really like. I like its character. Um, and how am I going to mix that into the soup of, you know, three or four other mechs and get in a combat effective lance. So I feel like list building in alpha strike was top down. Whereas in classic, I feel like it's more of a bottom up, if that makes any sense. And it's hard to put my finger on it, you know? I would actually agree because I knew my point limit at 350 and I was right. like, okay, let me see what my just common go-to mechs are in this and I'll work my way from there. Because I had played like two games before, but I had never like actually like picked mechs for their job on the table. It was always like, okay, this is just to learn or this is just to show what it is. This was all right, now I have to look at all variants of the Black Knight and see, okay, do they? how do they work differently? Right. And it, it was a very different experience. So I kind of went with the, all right, I need an anchor, something that's going to hold the middle of the field. I need something that's going to run up the field. I need something that can just kind of stick with the heavy hitters and just kind of cover them. So it was kind of more like, I need to build an army and I need all the pieces to an army that would be yeah. there. like, I can't just run the all tanks and, you know, Oh, you brought all air force and infantry, and, you know, it doesn't work. So you, I tried to make sure that I had a nice balanced, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but the responses to what you were. Yeah. It was an all rounder. It was an all rounder list. So, yeah. So same thing. I tried to bring an all rounder. So were there any, any traps that you saw yourself falling into while you were making it? I mean, with a lack of, you know, game experience, especially without the pilot yeah, we had, skill abilities. We had no frame stuff. of reference. So Yeah. I feel like my list, I didn't love my list, and I can't really tell you why. Um, there weren't any glaring issues. Um, I made a couple misplays, but we'll probably, I don't know if we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but overall, I feel like... Uh, my list was okay, but wasn't great. More games, more ref, you know, more experience will probably tell me. With a couple more games, especially after the tournament, I'll probably be able to really take a critical look at, you know, the list I made for this game and the list I make for the tournament, and be like, wow, this really didn't work. And you know, especially to see other people, likely people with way more experience than me, and just see what they lists and how they work mechanically on the board. But yeah, I have no idea, man. <laughs> Yeah, I'm expecting to get my Atlas kicked in. There you go. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, one thing I thought was cool was we were able to take pretty much the full spread of units. Uh, you took yeah. infantry, field guns, mechs. I took the same. Uh, we did not take any VTOLs, which I think was just because 
we didn't want to spend the time to learn that on our like, first major game. Oh, speak for yourself. I have no VTOL miniatures, and I hate proxying, so that's why I brought no VTOLs. I would have if I had a helicopter. <laughs> Surprisingly, I also do not own any VTOLs and chose not to proxy. <laughs> so <laughs> There you go. But yeah, it was fun. Outside of the infantry having anti-mech attack abilities, they're functionally identical to mechs, which is another point against Alpha Strike in my you know, as far as I'm concerned, because in classic there is, you know, mech scale weapons don't work as effectively against infantry. And there's a little bit of that. I know there's like certain weapons will do extra damage or, I know flak gets a bonus to hitting VTOLs and aerospace and alpha strike, but an infantry platoon has a couple dots of armor and structure. And it's basically the same as any other unit. So you can bring the miniatures, but they feel the same functionally. So it's cool to see it on the table, but it, the flavor is not there in my opinion. Would you say that all the flavor was kind of the same? It was like going yeah. to the store and like, okay, I'd like some chocolate cake, some chocolate chip cookies, and let's do a uh, chocolate iced coffee or something like that. It's like everything oh, yeah. kind of tastes the same, even yeah. though you know it's different. In my head, it's like, I'm going to go get my chocolate cake and this chocolate cake has 18 layers and this chocolate cake has three layers of cake and this chocolate cake has seven layers of cake and this one has strawberries on it. Uh, so, <laughs> cause it's all this, you know, it's just points and yeah, sure. Classic battle tech. It's just bubbles on a sheet, but yeah, they're, you know, you pay a little extra for a couple extra points of this and that. And yeah, the flavor. I, yeah, I agree. So you did not like how vehicles, inventory, and mechs were all kind of treated roughly the same? Like, n- there wasn't really any super special abilities that we came into effect, like, besides can't go into woods and extra bonus on roads, stuff like that, right? Yeah, and um, there might be things that either we misplayed the rules on or just like don't understand some of the ways certain things interact as far as scope. But my, my feeling that I got, I'm just talking about my feelings guys that I got from the game we played is that there's just a lack of flavor. For me personally, I thought it was kind of cool. Like this would be a great way to like introduce different units, like just aesthetically. And yes. Like kind of the basics like that. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if someone wants to run like a majority infantry list, like this would be a great way to do it because, well, it's fairly abstracted down. So it's fairly yeah. abstractly balanced, in my opinion, for that. <laughs> like, yes, with the simplicity comes the convenience. Like you can get your combined arms list aesthetically presented on the table. And because they all function similarly, you don't have to spend hours digging through um, your total warfare book, which is for some people that's a plus. I totally understand that, and for me, it's a minus. You like what you like, and there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, no, it was it was fun to have it all on the table. I've never done that in a game of classic. I won't lie to anybody. Like, I've never had the infantry and the field guns and the tanks and the mechs all out at the same time, and the artillery. You know. The artillery was strapped to my dragon too, but it was there shooting arrow for. So once we made our list and I set up the table, it was a nice, it was a nice table. It was, it was the best table. Not going to lie. 
like 10 out of 10 would would play on again <laughs> it's funny because it's all terrain dustin's printed up for me <laughs> <laughs> so i set it up and we kind of just decided on just a basic free-for-all kill them up just because yep. we didn't want to have to worry about any crazy objectives counting down turns stuff like that this was just mainly to learn the game learn how everything kind of feels and some basics it how was it to play hexless like completely like well it feels like your mech jumps every time you move it uh because you you don't pay for facing changes positioning because you have so many miniatures on the table uh, positioning is no less important even though you can just pick whichever direction to face your mech after you move it a certain number of inches, but it just feels a little different moving with the tape measure on the table. That felt fine to me. Um, I liked it just as much as classic. They're different. I liked both of them, you know, movement and positioning was um, fun in alpha strike. What did you think about it? It was kind of freeing. Like I had to move things exactly where I wanted. I didn't have to spend a long time counting out hexes. Like, okay, move eight hexes. One, two, three, four, five. Rotate. Okay, this path doesn't work out well. It's like I knew my mech could move X range. And just like within two seconds, I'd calculated all the paths that it could take. And that was just really nice because my target movement modifier doesn't care how far or where exactly. I'm not trying to efficiently move behind X woods because it gets me one extra movement. Right. Yeah. The target movement modifier never changing just kind of makes some mechs harder to hit, period, and others easier to hit, period. And that's all cooked into the point value. I, I know after our game, I after our game, I found some variant of the Ice Ferret that is worth 62 points because it hits for five, six, zero and can move 20 inches and has a TMM of four, which is Ooh. totally bonkers. But so worth it. But so worth it. But, you know, in classic, you have to actually, you know, move that far to get the TMM. Uh, that's not my least favorite part, I, w- I would say. Uh, that all adds to the boiling down of, of the character of the movement. But the simplicity of the the game engine isn't what I dislike as much as just the removal of character from the units and how different they feel. So the way the TMM works and yes, just this mech moves 10 inches tape measure, 10 inches, boom. And I want it to face this way. That's nice. You know, I'm not going to lie and say it isn't nice. (laughs) I mean, it was almost like every other war game you've played. I want to say, I've only played one other war game, which was Warhammer, and oh. there is no such thing as facings. So that's true. Yeah, <laughs> you just scooch your pucks across the table that are painted nicely. <laughs> yeah. So at least there's positioning, you know, and facing in Alpha Strike. <laughs> if they didn't have facing, you would just scream and refuse to play, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, no, no, thank you. Because come on, like all weapons of war have facings so yes so let me let me rewind a little bit when you were putting mechs onto the table Uh just because it was like our first real game what do you think the biggest questions were when you were like trying to decide how to deploy just positioning i know for me personally i'm not playing all those other war games i'm not as good at positioning uh so i was just really trying to think you know critically about where my units are going to be, how they're going to use cover, 
Um, cause alpha strike is, you know, it's positional warfare. You've got, you've got stat blocks and you're moving them around the table and you just need to make sure you're moving your stat blocks the right way. Is it, does that answer the question you were asking? Yeah, kind of. Okay. I mean, I would say the same things that I was doing classic. I was doing an alpha strike. I put my fast movers like my mongoose with, for this one, it was close to the edge of the table. Uh-huh. He had a full lane to run up, like get as far distance as he wanted. He had some intervening Mm -hmm. terrain. We had a woods there. So he was covered and getting an extra plus two to hit. So I was like, okay, fast boys go there. Uh, Heavy shooty boys go in the middle because, well, I want them to do damage. And then I put a couple distractions on the other flank that I was like, Dustin's going to want to go for these because they're big. They're, they look mean. They, they're, little stat blocks look nasty to him so mm-hmm. they'll be over there and if he wants to play with them he can so yeah in that in that regard yes i was you know i put i had some indirect fire um that i was trying to leverage with my infantry um so i was trying to put them in cover you know put a couple of heavy hitters next to him to make sure that my opponent being you has that classic you know if i get close to the long range guy i'm going to get hit by the short range guy and I did the classic SRM carrier, LRM carrier pair, although I misplayed with my SRM carrier, stuck its nose out too early. <clears throat> and then just try to get my faster elements in to the back line to cause some chaos. But um, I think your trap was well deployed. I definitely got distracted and bogged down by one of your heavier assets. And then the MVP of the game was right there to um, start murderizing my light max. So there was that too. So once we got all of our movement stuff, we learned that. And I feel like that kind of caught on pretty fast. Like, yeah, that was fairly simple. It really was just you move X distance. If you're going up over stuff, it counts as extra. If you're going through things, it counts extra. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It was it was much easier to do that than probably do classic. But. Oh, absolutely. You've got and then you're you know the modifier for you when you're adding up your numbers to shoot is like. Um, you know, it's negative one if you stand still, it's zero, and it's two if you jump. It's pretty quick pretty quick math. So shooting phase was a little bit different. I'm pretty sure that we did it right. <laughs> for the most part, except for our base-to-base contact thing, I think we misplayed the melee. Because if you get into base contact, you lock down the shooting of the mechs. Um, and I don't think we quite did that right. But as far as resolving your damage, when you roll, you get your two-hit number, and you roll your dice. Um, traditionally, in Alpha Striking, I have played this way a couple of times. You either hit or you don't, and you do all your damage. Um, in the tournament, they're using an alternate rule from Alpha Strike Commander's Edition where you roll the number of dice that is the damage in that bracket you can do. So if you can do three damage in your medium range bracket, you're making three attempts to do one damage um, with three sets of dice or three dice rolls, um, which I much preferred to the way that classic is supposed to work. Why do you prefer that? There is when you're playing the way where, you know, if you do five damage in a medium range bracket, you're like, okay, I'm looking for seven up to do five damage to this mech that has five points left, five bubbles. So you're like, okay, do I double up on that? Do I plan on missing or do I not plan on missing? And you'll end up making these really, in my mind, cheesy decisions where you're like, eh, that's got three bubbles left. I'm going to shoot this mech that does three damage at that guy because three bubbles, you know, gonna don't want to waste any damage. Whereas if you're rolling multiple dice and trying to do 
you know, trying to hit your two hit for each point of damage you're doing. You're doing a much more traditional application of damage. And in Alpha Strike, you can you go from you don't have to declare everything and then resolve it. Um, so there's less chance for waste, anyways. But I don't know that I don't know if you've played both ways, but it feels like a less cheesy way to play, and I preferred it. Yeah, for me, it just felt more normal. Like it felt almost like classic battles. Yeah, like classic Battletech. Like that's okay. how it works in classic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm rolling per weapon system. I'm not I'm not rolling to see if my mech hits and then applying all the weapons. Yeah. Like, it just that 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 doesn't feel like Battletech to me. But yeah, now that you put it that way, like absolutely, like you're never rolling two d six for one mech in classic Battletech. I mean, maybe you are, but almost never. You're rolling sets of dice. So it feels, like you said, much more like playing Battletech to roll multiple sets of dice per model. So yeah, I totally agree. That that way I can imagine that, okay, only the SRMs on this volley hit and then the lasers went wide or something. Like it just, it's easier for me to aesthetically imagine what is happening on the table if I'm rolling each weapon system individually. Any other thoughts on the shooting phase or combat phase, as they call it? Outside of how we did it incorrectly, melee is pretty fun. I felt like melee was, it was punchier and less punchy than it is in classic because in Alpha Strike, there are, you know, there are no kicking rolls. You just see if you hit the mech for damage. Whereas in classic, you're like, oh, I kicked you and I hit. So now you have to make us, you know, a pilot check and there's not mechs falling over. Um, which is a huge part of classic Battletech. Ah, yes. Classic Battletech, where the battlefield is all full of bananas and your pilots are just trying to stand up. Tripping and falling. I mean, if you get a giant walking take on two legs, you know, cinematically, it makes sense, but it speeds up the game to not have to do it. You know, I wasn't super offended at not having to do those things. It was one of the less egregious offenses of Alpha Strike, in my opinion. (laughs) Oh, man. <laughs> Part of me just wants to ask right now, like, was there anything you were really excited about doing in Alpha Strike? <laughs> you can put a lot of miniatures on the table and you can really do positional warfare. You can still do that in classic Battletech. Um, of course, you can always put the company on the table and spend the whole day playing, but it's fun to put a lot of miniatures on the table and still get the game done in three, two and a half hours, two hours. Going to have to learn how to do it in two hours, right? Yeah. That's how long the matches are. I mean, I'm pretty sure we could play a fast, like, 10K, you know, intro tech level game and be done, like, three or four hours. We mm-hmm. would just have, to, just have to take all the things we enjoy doing, like talking and <laughs> breathing. Yes. And make Throw sure you don't out. do any of those. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If you're not rolling, you're not playing. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, how about you? I mean, I, I take it that you like alpha strike more than i do i don't dis i'll play alpha strike with anybody don't get me wrong it's fine <laughs> but if you give me the ch- if you give me the choice classic hands down it's not even a it's not even a thought i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna want to play classic uh, how about you it's a different game with the models i love and okay yeah that, that's that's the best way for me to describe it just a different way to play it's i'd like to think the mechs i took did kind of the same things that i would normally do with them so it wasn't like oh, this is a bad mech in this version versus a good mech in that. I feel like the, since we were talking about the Assassin earlier, I feel like the Assassin in Alpha Strike is much much more useful than the Assassin in Classic, especially our Classic variant with the LRM5, SRM2, and Medium Laser, I think it is. 
Or is it an SRM4? Let me pull it up and see just how good it is. 101, 21? What is it? 21? Yeah. Intro. Uh, that's a 1-1. One, one. <laughs> yes. But it's got a good TMM. TMM of 3, 14 inches with jump. It's slippered. You know, maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> yeah, talking about our list, we took in more detail. Um, on my light mechs, I had a maybe one or two that could do two damage in the short range bracket. And I felt like that was a waste of points. I just needed the medium range bracket for my light mechs. I will say the opposite and say it was great to have good short range damage on my light mechs and fast movers. Like my mongoose, I took the one that does three damage in short range. So that's Mm -hmm. less than six inches. And that was great because that was doing three. You were doing rear damage. I was doing a lot of rear damage just because I had that much mobility. And you had you had a lot of units, so it would be like me running to one, shooting at the rear, and then the next turn running to another and shooting that guy in the rear. So yeah, always be moving, always be moving. But yes, I I will definitely say long range was overvalued. Short range was uh, I want to say also overvalued, and then the medium range was the king of the battle. So judging everything not on like oh this thing does. 12 damage in long range like well he only does two in medium range so yeah i was i found myself immediately checking for stuff that does more damage in the medium range bracket i'm like eh if it does one two in long range like who cares and if it does five in medium range like hell yeah (laughs) i'm about that yeah so medium range is king definitely i would think design list around medium range just because that's where on a on a Four by four table, that's where most of your engagement's yeah. going to be. It, it, it is. You did try some indirect fire and artillery. What were your thoughts on that? I got a lucky hit with artillery. Um, we are limited in the kind of artillery we can bring. So you can't bring long tom, which has a six inch radius with a two inch high damage radius on the inside. I believe you can bring some kinds of artillery that do one damage. You can bring some artillery that's two damage. Uh, I felt like it was pretty hard to get my numbers. I feel like I was rolling on nines and tens and uh, I quickly quit using my artillery. I brought my artillery on a dragon two and I feel like if I were to bring arrow four again, I would want whatever it is that shoots the artillery to do only that. Um, I felt like it was a waste of points to put artillery on a mech that could also do mech things um, in alpha strike. So some sort of I'll be searching the master unit list for some sort of art arrow four battery or you know something that it can stick behind a building and whenever it gets gobbled up by some light mech it is what it is and at least I didn't waste points on it yeah it was just a uh, weird unit that kind of does a little bit of everything and so it could never do one thing great yeah I felt like the two inch uh, template was a little restrictive a little small maybe that's because I was the one using it yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like two inches wasn't a lot. From my uh, point but, of view, <laughs> it's too strong. It's too strong. <laughs> no, no. no. Um, yeah, you hit, you would scatter and you got one lucky, oh, it's over your wheeled tank and it does two damage. And I was like, okay. Yep. Fine. Yeah. Um, I felt like it would, it would be hard to, it would disincentivize um, somebody from bringing a giant blob of infantry. But that I'm not going to see that at the tournament because you're limited to three, I think three infantry, infantry stands in general. So 
yeah, I don't know if I'll be bringing it to the tournament. Uh, That's fine. And indirect fire. Once again, I did like my LRM carrier, but I had some other mechs with IF and wasted points. Either it's all IF and long range or it's not. That's kind of how I felt about indirect fire. Uh, my spotter spotted and occasionally my infantry did damage once the, the brawl was happening in my back line. So that was yeah. neat. Yeah, I had an archer. I kind of brought it there like, okay, if I want to do indirect fire, I can. By the middle of it, I was like, I just need to get him into the middle where he can do all of his damage because yep. plus four to hit is still plus four to hit. Like Still plus four to hit. Yep. Yeah. And then spotting it. Yeah. It was just not reliable enough. And I can I can estimate that if you put a skill two or like elite pilot in there, that it's probably much more tolerable. But mm-hmm. then you were just more investing into a few good rolls rather than just the bucket of dice, which kind of is what we determined worked for our game. Yeah, which is, that feels similar to classic Battletech for me. I feel like with a regular pilot, um, with infantry spotting, you're still rolling in medium range with your LRMs indirect. Is You're still looking at nines. And the only time I've ever landed any substantial amount of indirect fire in classic Battletech, I had brought a longbow, and that's a lot of points to occasionally land, you know, you know, a group of 12 and a group of three or a group of 16 <laughs> and a group of four, you know? Yeah. So yeah, not great in, or perhaps I don't know how to use it in both classic and alpha strike. <laughs> Medium range is best range. That's the thing. Yep. So enough about shooting for now. Um, what did you think about the table? Like it was, was it crazy different looking at three dimensional things without hexes at all? It was freeing. It was, freeing. Um, it was liberating. Yeah. It was liberating. Um, it makes me want to try classic um, hexless. Um, I think you just double everything. You double ranges, you double movement, and uh, you just play without hexes. And then you're just playing Alpha Strike with uh, record sheets. Yeah. Which, I don't know. You know, you can't knock it until you try it. Uh, I don't know if I would do it. I know you can make it cost inches to rotate certain amounts of degrees. Like if you rotate a hex and it's like cost two inches or something like that, maybe it's not worth the bookkeeping, but I'm contradicting myself from 20 minutes ago when I said, that's the whole thing. I like one of the things I like about alpha or uh, classic. So, uh, but it makes me want to try it. Yeah, no, I mean, it was nice for me to bring out like tall terrain that would just be impractical and classic mm-hmm. blocks too much line of sight and takes up too large of a footprint to really like even bother with taking a sheet and it was nice to like okay threw down like blue squares for water it's just yeah this is water <laughs> this is water so yeah that's nice yeah we should try hexless game at some someday yeah now so at the end of the day we played we did i want to say like 10 turns at the most and mm-hmm. you routed me i routed you <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah uh, like I, I mentioned your MVP earlier, that exterminator was exterminating. Yeah. I think he had yeah. four kills with the exterminator, which was extremely fancy actually. Yeah. Um, I misplayed with my, like I mentioned earlier, my SRM carrier, I stuck its nose out there. It got shot. It took a crit, uh, to the fire control. And then I was limping it around trying to keep it under cover so I could use that. I think it was what? Six, six. Yeah. Or five, yeah. five. Yeah. It, it was um, a lot of damage, but with us, I did not ambush with my ambushing unit, which was um, a huge misplay. 
we had a Sigma Dome from Thunderhead Studios in there, jumped in all of my light mechs to try to set up a trap for you. But like I was already going into your trap with the Crockett. <laughs> um, so it was like, I thought I was setting up a trap, but I was actually just playing into your trap. I think I got a Locust broke loose and ran around the backfield and did a little bit of annoyance, but my Tenshi put out some good work. Your Antos put out some good work. Your Mongoose was doing great harassing my backfield. Definitely fighting up a weight class or two. Yeah, definitely. Two heavy mechs and a SRM carrier and a bunch of infantry right next to you. Yeah, he's got that. <laughs> yeah. I was funny. I remember um, getting some good shots in on your Black Knight and ignoring the the Exterminator. And the Exterminator was just in there with the light mechs rubbing his fists together as I was distracted with the Black Knight. You're like, he's just a decoy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was one thing that I kind of determined in Alpha Strike was things just aren't exactly what they are in Classic. And looking at like the points cost between the Exterminator and a Black Knight, like the Exterminator in Classic is much cheaper, Mm -hmm. but it's got much more mobility. It's got less damage. The Black Knight's the damage dealer. It's got good armor and it's got good melee. And I was like, the Black Knight's a distraction now in Alpha Strike because you know it's melee, you know it wants to get close, so everyone's going to be shooting at it. So it was, I did kind of move it up the board, put it right in, like, literally in the doorway of the Thunderdome, as we called it, and Mm -hmm. just like, okay, just do as much damage as you want. And the Exterminator was just jumped right behind all your mechs, and I'm pretty sure it killed one right there. Once you kind of realized what was going on, you scattered, he jumped, killed another one, killed the Assassin with a good critical role. Couldn't escape him. Yeah. He was just out there murdering, like that bug guy from Rick and Morty. (laughs) Boy, I just love killing. (laughs) Yep. I'm trying to remember. I got, I had, this was my Dark Age um, for sort of light stuff. So I had brought, I had also brought my, I don't know if you say Hirosume Kozo or Hitotsume Kozo, but I brought that mech. I brought my um, Roku Rokubi. Those were fun. I got the, Hirosume Kozo in with the TSM on and the weapons. So that was a medium mech doing four points of damage. I think he clocked the Crockett pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. The Crockett uh, was just out there to like, this is a lot yeah. of armor for pretty cheap and yep. he's on its own flank. I was like, he's, he's perfectly out there, just all vulnerable and weak. Nobody hurt him, please. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I heated up the, the TSM mech way too early. So I was rolling higher to shoot like multiple turns, like maybe three or four turns before I actually got into melee combat. Um, I think you had just left your deployment zone. You were like, let's get hot. (laughs) Let's get hot. Yep. And I was like, that was, I I was expecting to be closing the gap much faster. Um, And I I didn't. Uh, The field gunners were great. Three, three, zero. Those were nice. Very slow. I think they moved four inches, but they were putting stuff down range and I felt like they kind of got ignored. The infantry was useful, especially if you can bring it for five points. Why not? Yeah. Um, Tenchi was fine. He had like overheat two. I put him in the water and was overheating one every turn. So I think I was rolling six at medium range, which was fun. Yeah. You had a extra heat sinking from the water, partial cover because you were mm-hmm. water was low, water. deep enough. And yep. it was it was a good position. And I just kind of overran it and eventually brought it down. Yeah. Um, but I think it brought, it took the Antos with it and did some damage to a couple other things. 
Um, but she definitely, you know, trade for trade edged me out over the whole game. And I could see pretty early on that I was not winning the trades. Um, and it, and over time it all adds up. I don't know if it's just because the few jumping mechs I had, like I took a wyvern and I took an exterminator and those are both mechs that I kind of undervalue in classic. Yeah, you were disappointed with how well the Wyvern did. I was disappointed with how good the Wyvern was doing. Yeah. <laughs> this was just like, the, the... This mech that looks like a person. I don't yeah, like it. <laughs> the, when, I, when I see a Wyvern, all I can think is the Wyvern that's painted up with the urban mech is the C-3PO R2-D2 <laughs> combo. Like, that, that's all... That's, that's all I you can think of. That's, I don't care what other art you show me. That's the only one that's burned into my mind. But <laughs> that's he pretty was, great. But he was jumping. I want to say he jumps like eight inches, and he only does three damage, short and medium. But three's enough. Three's enough. Like I like three. Yeah, I feel for like my my line skirmishers, like three three zero with decent mobility, like a two TMM. And I'm already talking about it, right? Like, here's the tool. Here's the wrench I want. I want TMM two. I want three, three, zero and maybe jump jets. And I don't want to pay extra for, you know, gubbins and what's it's. Yeah. Um, so that's the difference. Like <laughs> I'm going to go to the master unit list and start searching for that. And I'm like, yeah, I got that miniature and just put it in the list. And that's just totally backwards from my classic list. Like making but <laughs> anyways, I digress. I definitely like my jumping mechs that are weird, medium heavy kind of weights that don't do a lot of damage because in Alpha Strike, they can just have that extra mobility to jump behind, do extra damage, and then just keep on always be jumping, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So what were some things you did like and what were some things you didn't like? The combined arms aesthetic, the number of you know chess pieces on the table to really do positional warfare was fun. Um, what I didn't like was the lack of flavor <laughs> and the top-down list building. There's so many mechs in Classic, and every variant is different. And you just, I feel like we all know if we've played a little bit of Classic that you really grow to love certain mechs and certain variants. Some of them surprise you, and you end up liking them. Like the Victor, the first time I looked at a Victor record sheet, I'm like, what's this garbage 80 toner with not enough armor? And then I learned the way. Uh, but yeah, that's just, that's, Totally lacking. Instead, I'm falling in love with a three three zero stat line with decent mobility, right? Mm. So, yeah. You think the classic mechs just have much more personality, just because? Oh yeah. Like things are in locations, and yeah. they have armor and different. Like they could have the same uh, amount of armor, but it's in different places, and it's or it's the heat sinks are distributed differently, stuff like that. Yeah, they just every chassis, every variant, for the most part, feels different enough in classic and in alpha strike, I cannot say the same. So that's what I didn't like. Um, and I liked the number of pieces and the simplicity of the, you know, the game. Uh, how about you? I definitely like that. I could take battle armor and infantry and the rules treated them just like taking a small, slow moving jumping mech. And I, I was like, this, this is, if I could make one change to classic, it would be to just treat battle armor and infantry kind of the same yeah yeah it's heresy but <laughs> you got the floor yeah <laughs> it's my podcast and i can say what i want i can say what i want please send hate mail to the mech bay podcast at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so i i liked that that it was yeah 
it was simple. It didn't slow it down. It didn't change anything. There was no like, oh, this is an anti-imagery mech. And it's just like runs over and deletes three units of imagery at once. I'm like, no, it's it's going to shoot just as much as they shoot the mech. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Uh, it was fun to kind of take a little bit of every vehicle. Like I took uh, tread, I took wheels, I took a hover. And it was just kind of fun to see how all of them worked on like an abstract version. Yeah. Like, I didn't have to, didn't have to worry about trees. Like, okay, here's like three hexes of trees. And now I've got a count and like turn around and do a skid check. There was none mm-hmm. of that. It was like, okay, just, just move around the trees. <laughs> Although I think there are skids in Alpha Strike. Yeah. But yeah we weren't I'll, playing on pavement. So that's true. This was, this was all, <laughs> you know, freshly paved grass. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So anything else you like? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to move on to what you don't like? I liked that. Josh loves everything. <laughs> you know, I'm, <laughs> people say I'm a very salty and, you know, rage-filled person. But when it comes down to it, <laughs> it really takes a lot to, to make me not like it. And I didn't really find anything that I didn't like besides, like you said, probably in the list building, that I wasn't looking more for the mech. I was looking for the mech that had the stat line I wanted. Yep. Like, there's no difference between four LRM-5s and one LRM-20 in Alpha Strike. Like, it's all represented as the same damage blip. But it was it was, it was fun to kind of do a whole line of combined arms, run them across, and just jumping into buildings, jumping out, shooting mechs in the rear. I mean, I love that in whichever flavor you can give it to me. Now that you've gotten a good game of Alpha Strike under your belt, and we, hopefully you've been list building and reading and doing all the things that I've been doing, right, Dustin? A little bit. A little bit. Not as much. <laughs> been busy, but uh, I'll get there. Yeah. So how do you feel about going to a, a was it five game? Six games. Six it's games. six games, oh, man. man. How do you feel about yep. going to a six game event and doing it? I'm, I'm there to roll dice. I'm going to get my I'm butt there kicked. to roll dice. <laughs> I, um, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, people who are, more experienced with the system, what they can do with the system. I'm excited to see different tactics on the table. And, uh, you know, if I win one game, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to get clobbered. How about you? Uh, I'm ready to lose and look good doing it. There but you go. <laughs> I'm going to have fun. I'm going to make a list that I want, like that I can hold my head high and mm-hmm. enjoy looking at it as it, gets kills or dies like i feel like that's the most important thing have fun with it kids yeah so that's what i'm gonna do like i'm definitely gonna not just take my classic list and port it over i'm gonna like build the list that works in alpha strike but i'm not going to like kill all my darlings and hate myself for taking the hyper efficient thing over the fun thing that would be kind of with the rest of it so yeah but yeah, so I'm excited. I'd like to think that you're excited. Oh yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, Battletech is Battletech. Battletech is Battletech. Um, you're wrong, but I'm excited to play. <laughs> this just in, the tournament's changed to a everyone dresses up with their favorite mech and throws sandbags at each other in the parking lot. <laughs> We're LARPing now, folks. Would you, is, is that not good enough for you, Dustin? I just want to play classic, but... <laughs> It's okay. But no, I mean, like I said, I'm going to go there. I'm going to have fun. and No, I will. Yeah. So like I said, so we'll be back next week talking about Classic. 
Hey, we are going to do a deep dive on tactics and kind of throwing down that expert and what separates the three fours from the four fives. What do you think about that? I'm excited. Yeah, you are. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook at the Mech Bay Podcast or send us your fan mail at the Mech Bay Podcast at gmail.com. Come hang out with us on our Discord. Um, you can find a link to our Discord in the show notes. And remember, folks, through Savage, all things are possible. Give me one second. I got to kill a bug. Set. He was, he was full of blood. Give me a second. I got to clean this up now. God. Oh, Lord.